All right, we're joined today on North Spring Sessions with Hannah Damn Dasher. How are you today, girl? Woo! Busy weekend, you said? Oh, yeah. We're still cranking out this tall boy tour. We've been in, we sold out shows in Chicago, Indy, Tulsa, Athens, Atlanta. Um, did another uh, North Georgia date last night, and we did Knoxville. Had a packed house in Knoxville. It was so fun. Can't wait to get North Spring Music Fest, though. Well, what's funny, you just named a big bunch of major United States cities, and you're coming down here to North Springs Music Festival, which is 15 minutes from anything, but it's going to be a big Well, it's crowd. God's country, honey, and y'all got good old people. My Lord, we're going to have some hand dash your lookalikes there, I understand. Well, that's what I'm That's what I'm being told, and you know, and these, <laughs> a lot of energy from this crowd. That's what I always tell people. I said, you know, I said, we are in the middle of nowhere, but I assure you, if you get down here to this crowd, they are nothing but good people ready to... Sing their hearts out, buy your merch, and be loyal fans. Appreciative of good music, too. I, I, I'm excited to play with my brothers, the Dirty Roses. A lot of people don't know that they were my – they lived with me when they moved to town. They literally – we all, like – I had my bedroom, but I have a three-bedroom on the west side of town. had one that you know, was written, and they all came up and stayed with me for a while. Anyway, and so those boys are like my, my brothers, and they look out for me and vice versa, and – Anyway, so I had no idea. I seen when they they've they have shared the hell out of this post, and so have you. And I appreciate that. And you know, I seen the one of the first times she po- they posted it. You put family reunion, and I didn't realize you guys were that close. That's really cool. Oh yes, my lord, honey. Andrew, Love them. Andrew did a hell of a promo video the other day for us down at the exit end where he was. He said, "Hold on, I can't do it without a beer." He's like, no, "Let's go, go backstage. Let's get a beer." <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, love that. Well, yeah. No, but yeah. And then, uh, you know, of course, Cody Cannon and The Departed. I remember going to see Ragweed when I was well, when I wasn't old enough to be sneaking into bars with my with my fake ID. Yeah. So, um, you know, anyway, I've always looked a little older than I am. But, um, but yeah, stoked to be coming. It's going to be about a week or so before my new my record comes out. So I'm excited to get to share with y'all some new music from that and and some songs y'all have been hearing me play live for a while that I'm finally. Uh, that I've finally been able to record and to release. So uh, it just takes a lot of time and money to do it. Sure. What, what's the name of the record? It's called The Other Damn Half. It is the, and uh, forgive me, my voice is hoarse because <clears> I've been hollering and singing all weekend, but it uh, it's called The Other Damn Half, and it's a follow-up to the half record that I put out under Sony RCA t- two years ago. Sure. Damn, it's been two years. Can you believe that? Yeah, I've been following you for a while, and, you, and when we, you know, I start talking to your management, um, you know, I realized your TikTok, and I hadn't put two and two together. I don't know. I'm, I'm. It's crazy that you don't. You should be selling out much more shows, like we're talking about. And I hope this record. And I think this record will will put you over, uh, over that hump. I'm not. You know. I appreciate that. Like, like you're well, saying. It, well, it's just you know, I, I've never had major radio play. I've never had, you know, uh, I, I like when I was at that label, I was never introduced to to the radio staff, let alone sent on a radio tour. You know, I've never been on a major tour. You know, other than like, I've had like you know three dates here with Hank, or a couple of dates with Skinner, you know, three dates with Reba, you know, and her her team is supportive of me. Um, but it's just a very very competitive industry, um, as you know, and it just takes a lot of money. And the acts that are really killing it right now are the acts that they poured millions of dollars into. And I've just never had that luxury. I'm really doing this the old school way. This this record that's coming to you is one I paid for out of my own pocket. I cleaned my savings account out and. Wow. Anyway, and so to really promote it, 
you know, it takes, you know, a million dollars and I don't have access to that. But what I do have access to is country music loving fans like you and your followers and we can do this thing grassroots. So I'll never forget getting a hold of a demo of a guy who had just signed a deal at Capitol Records. This is back in 2000, the mid 2000s. Anyway, and I got the burnt CD and I burnt copies of that thing and passed it out to all my friends. And he was playing at the Mellow Mushroom in Valdosta. And so I took me and three of my friends to go see him. And we were the only four people in the bar. And it was Luke Bryan. Oh, wow. Anyway, and the next time we came back to supporting, because he had that song we wrote in trucks and yeah, all that. Sure. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good, you know. Anyway, and then there was 20-something of us there. And so then the next time we came back to see him there, it was sold out. You know, and he was already on a radio tour then, but... Anyway, all that to say, I just think uh, people don't realize how competitive, um, and I mean cutthroat competitive it is. And, um, you know, I just think I'm one of those acts that's going to have to go outside of Nashville to get back in it. You so, know, and, you know, and I admire your uh, your grit because a lot of people would have just folded when the uh, radio company um, and executives didn't put that time and money into you, but you bust your butt on yeah, social media. Well, so you know present. what? I think this week was a prime example. You know, everybody saw me all over the TV on um, for the Country Music Choice Awards. And you know what? Nashville didn't invite me to be there, but NBC did. The TV network did, and they put me on the front row. You know, and so um, I just think, uh, you know, God's bigger than any genre and um of music and i think what he wills to come forth no man can put it under you know what i mean so there's withers away so and i just and i felt this whole past year and a half i felt him telling me you know i think it was part of me being discouraged from you know they pulled the plug as soon as i released my record and we went from zero listeners a month to half a million listeners a month on my streaming platforms which is really really great you know for a new artist like me um, but they pulled the plug and so there was no steam behind me and no plan or money to release any more music to keep those numbers growing. So I really had to start back from scratch. Um, but I was like, you know what? If I can't get in their ears, you know what? I'm going to get in their faces on television. So there's good things in the works happening. In addition to this record, that's definitely going to put me in front of people. Um, but all that to say, there's nothing I love more than playing live shows and um winning people over and so i hope we've got a big crowd coming and i hope it's a lot of people that have not seen me before because i'm looking forward to really winning them over and um although i'm enjoying this headlining tour and i'm really enjoying justin you know playing for hannah fans i'm always wanting to make new fans so well i think this is a, a perfect crowd for you and I, I was talking to a guy at the bar the other day um and he he was he put you on a pedestal and i don't know that he was that familiar with you uh, until we started really uh, plugging this thing. And he said, I'm just going to tell you, I've watched her on YouTube. I've watched all these videos. He goes, she's going to steal the damn show. You might as well get ready for it. He said, those boys, um, they, they've got uh, something to follow after she gets off stage. Absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, I'm an entertainer. So at, at, I grew up with a lot of pretty girls. And uh, and I had to learn how to how to capture the attention of a room. And as an entertainer and as a songwriter, um, I'm learning how to hold the attention of a room because you got to. You know what I mean? Um, and I think the music that like you and I grew up listening to uh, was some of the best of the best. And we've got some big shoes to fill as entertainers. And um, so if you if you notice my big hair, and it reminds you of Loretta mm-hmm. or Tammy or Dolly or whatever. You know, that's because I revere those women. And I've always wanted to have big hair. And I just believe that some things like big hair and the pedal steel guitar ought to be carried forward. 
And so I'm just trying to build upon the shit that I love. Honky-tonk music, rock and roll. You know, I tribute ZZ Top in my set this year. And um, I won't give it all away, but, you know, I told Fender I'd only play Fenders for the next couple of years. So, anyway, there's not a dull moment in the set. I will say that. But um, I'm just so tickled to make music for a living. And, uh, and yeah, I'm just I'm hoping to get this shadow band lifted off of my TikTok so that, more than only one tenth of my followers have access to me right now. Wow, that's that's isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's a weird thing too. I, I don't. Yeah, that, that well, algorithm. well, honestly, it's because the label put money behind a video, and it halted all my organic growth. So now TikTok expects me to pay a certain amount of money per video in order to get the same amount of views, and I can't afford to do that. That's it's like five hundred bucks a video or something. And I, I never, I never bought views or anything. I didn't have to. I built it organically. Well, that's what I was about to say. You're, um, you know, when your management reached out, I, I, you know, heard the name and then TikTok. I'm on, I'm on TikTok. It's so time consuming, but I, I'm a, you know, I, about once a week, I'm the worst TikTok um, friends you'll have. Like I have, I think I have 110 to 115 <laughs> videos people sent me right now. I've not checked, and I'll eventually I'll go down like on a Saturday or Sunday when I have a little downtime and just kind of scroll through and catch up on people's videos uh, and most of them are so dirty they're unavailable by the time i go to see them you know my, <laughs> my perverted friends but um you know th- th- your presence on there on your stand by your pan um cooking series you know it just shows your personality and it just to me there's i don't think there's much of a line like what is what is the real hannah versus the persona that you um portray online it's it's you isn't it that's you oh it's me it's my kitchen i mean i I guess it it does look kind of like a movie set but you know my house is very much like my wardrobe i mean it's just very throwback when my grandmama died you know i got the stuff that nobody wanted and that was the retro couch and the you know and the avocado green harvest gold stuff and i thought it was beautiful you know but my all my cousins are like oh this is the crap we'll give this to hannah because nobody (laughs) wanted it Anyway, and so I just have always called it design on a dime when I have time, and I just made the most of it. And, hell, I've just always loved old stuff. I've always liked hanging out with uh, – when I was a freshman, I sat with the seniors, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just always liked older people. My daddy was the youngest of, you know, his siblings, and uh, he's 10 years older than my mother. And so I, he was raised by older people. I was raised, I feel like, by older people. And, yeah, I didn't have a young, pretty mama. Anyway, mm-hmm. but all that to say um, – you know, I just think there's, I've always felt this need to carry forward some of the great, great stuff. Like I mentioned earlier, like, you know, steel guitar or handwritten thank you notes or avocado green Tupperware containers or those cute little plastic white Tupperware salt and pepper shakers that everybody's me my head. You know, just, and I think the pandemic presented a great time for, uh, you know, I think people were kind of, it was kind of eye-opening and shit got real. And I think mm-hmm. we all kind of longed for comfort comfort food and home and the nation was fighting over politics and all this crap anyway but i thought well we can all agree on macaroni and cheese yeah and so i had no idea that it would do what it's done i mean it's put me on rachel ray a couple times and you know food network and things like that and so i'm so grateful for that but a lot of people don't realize well they know i'm a singer but they don't realize uh, because i haven't really pushed my music as much as i need to on there but we're just trying to do that um that this is what I do for a living, but it's been great to bring people out to my shows, you know, like I don't just have like, you go to a Cody Johnson show or a Luke Combs show, you're going to see one kind of fan. Mm-hmm. If you go to a Hannah show, you're going to see hippies, rednecks, you know, gay, straight, crooked level. You're going to see everybody, young, old, 
which I love. And you'll see that at a Dixie Chicks concert. You'll see that at, you know, like a Dolly Parton show. Like, I feel like you're going to see an eclectic group of people. Let me go. And because I, I think this music is for everybody. Yeah, I agree. And 1.5 million, last time I checked, TikTok followers, something like that. That's insane. And, you know, even if they do accidentally find you because of your persona or because you're cooking, I mean, I think the music will keep them around. And, you know, I was I was looking at your set list, and I won't I won't spoil that, but those girls came out. No. Uh, I, won't, I won't spoil it. Um, they did send me a lot of videos, and you're right. I mean, I think our music interests are so, uh, are so similar with all the – you know, I think the first four records I remember hearing were Hank Williams Jr., Oh. Um, ZZ Top and yes. Credence Clearwater Revival and Bad Company was the four first records I ever heard. Oh, and I, I was love just, Bad Company. Yeah. Love, love, I love all those guys. Yeah, and so uh, I, I definitely feel what you're doing. Look forward to the new record, but um, yeah, those girls were coming to party, and uh, it was uh, I want Hope and Kelly and Ashley, and the, and uh, I think they were having a pretty good time. I'm not sure they knew they sent me 37 videos total, but no, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was yeah, 37. But, uh, that, but, but I wonder if they were like on the left side of the front row section of the show. They were, uh, they were Chunk Knoxville, that's for sure. Yeah, they so they're going to dress up as Hannah for Halloween is what I'm what's what I'm hearing. So, but I have not, I didn't they're tell you. They're trying to get their boy, their husbands and boyfriends, boyfriends to do the cornbread cowboy with them. <laughs> but uh, cornbread and I talked, uh, and we were thinking about having a Halloween costume competition. Well, okay. Funny you mentioned that because another guy who did some sponsorships and he actually bought two VIP tickets for the Friday night kickoff party and the Saturday night that you're a part of. He's wanting to do before the heat. I don't even know if he knows these girls were going to do it. He said, talk to Hannah and see if she's cool with it. He said, I want to do the best person that can dress up like Hannah Dasher on your social media. I want to give my two VIP tickets to because um, he, he's coming back from vacation. He can't make it back in time. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> I said, there's no doubt about it. She'll be cool with it. So, I love it. Oh, God, I'd be so cool with it. Are you kidding me? Of, of course. I always wanted to look like me. When yeah. I saw, uh, everybody thinks I'm obsessed with Dolly Parton. I'm definitely not. I'm obsessed with Burt Reynolds. Um, and the reason I found her was through Burt Reynolds. There was a Best Little Whorehouse in Texas rerun on TV. Um, yeah, because I just, Daddy introduced us to Smoking the Bandit, and I was just, oops, I was hooked. So that's why you'll see my logo is the 77 Trans Am. It's my dream car. I got the tag for one, but I don't have the car just yet. Yeah. Anyway, um, but Jerry Reed reminds me of like my daddy and all my uncles and how they all talk back home. And anyway, all that to say, um, but I saw a, be- a rerun of Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And then, uh, you know, there was Mona. It was the chunky version of Dolly Parton. Yeah. You know, the, the, the madam of the, of the whorehouse and she was Burt Reynolds' girlfriend. I thought, well, dang, that's how I want to dress one day. You know, when I could, it was just honky tonk rhinestones with a little cleavage showing. And I just always love that wardrobe. So, you know, um, I'm just, I, I do design a lot of my clothes and uh, like what I wore on the awards the other night. You know, that's, I found some vintage Oscar de la Renta <laughs> material and we made a cute little outfit out of it. And, You've mastered the look for sure. You've got well, it, thank you've got you. it down, down the path. So, um, it's it's just, it's honky tonk rock and roll 1981 or so. It's I kind love of my it. thing. I love it. And so we mentioned uh, cornbread cowboy, man. I have tried, and I messaged you, and you and I have texted about it. I have reached out to that guy like a stage, <laughs> like a stage five clinger, damn near it. Like I, you know, oh. he, I'm hey, but because everybody's asking me, hey, we, you know, is he coming? Is he coming? I said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Not, not right now. And so. 
Yeah, I've, I have emailed this man, um, Instagram messaged him. I've, I've, well, I'm Cormorant, not, you have, you'd have to you'd have to pay for his travel and getting him there would be wild because Cormorant does not have a driver's license. He is when I say he is a partier, <laughs> when he is a Keith Whitley style partier, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Where's he? Where's so he live? You, he lives in Columbia, South Carolina. A lot of folks don't realize that, A, we are not dating. And two, he does not live in Nashville. So, um, because like, he was supposed to come to the show in Knoxville this weekend, but we wound up doing a uh, a watch party because it was UT Carolina game. Yeah. And I was pulling for the balls and now I made him mad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but all that to say, um, you know, so he takes the Amtrak train. Like last, the race, last race he and I went to, um, I flew one way to Charleston to meet him and his brother, and we, you know, partied that night. And then he and I took the damn Amtrak train to Darlington, and so that was a ball. And I just rode the bus with Michael Ray home to Nashville. But uh, you know, it's just it, the logistics is what you've got to figure out with him. So, but I'll put the bug in his ear. Yeah, we'll figure it out if you can just put that bug in. And you know, so you talk about his, uh, your fashion, his fashion. Uh, but we talk about That's how we found each other. Well. Uh, okay is it is it just social social media well yeah i mean uh we were following one another like oh my lord this boy look he, this dude dresses like me if i was a dude and he's like this chick dresses like me if i was a girl I, he's like this is my future ex-wife i want to marry her That's hilarious. so he proposes every other day anyway but he came to a show of mine in tampa and he's like he's like i'm such a fan of your music and you he's like how in the world has nobody ever heard of you yet like how in the world is nashville sleeping on you and so he said i want to do everything within my power um to promote you on my platform and i said well i've got an idea up my sleeve you know why don't we collab once a week why don't i try to put together this whole white trash love saga (laughs) kind of a thing this throwback you know dialogue and said it's been working oh absolutely it's caught fire i mean you know um that's, that's pretty ingenious, but it, it's frustrating to me. Everything in Nashville is so cookie cutter. Um, and, you know, I'm not here to d- disparage Nashville. We all know the best stuff coming out is probably, you know, independent country and stuff that's not on the radio. And it, I've, I've uh, that, that's been beat to death about how, you know, Nashville radio and even seeing. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so we, we won't do that. Um, but you, when you got somebody like Hannah Dasher who, who looks different on purpose, who has a different sound, who has an edge, who's, um, you know, talking about stuff that other females well, are, on purpose, uh, I would say authentically, but continue. I'm well, sorry. I'm, yeah. And I didn't mean that in a bad, you know, I mean, that's oh, just, no, you, no, no, you no. know, but, um, yeah, I, it just, it's mind boggling to me that, that nobody is picking up on that and not wanting to promote that. And as much as, you know, it, it's a shame that you're having to, you know, do it. You're, you know, well, they're, so much they're trying. The thing is though, like, you know, I'm, I'm a millennial, but I'm the last of the millennials. And so they're trying to, you know, I've been in town for like 12 years, and and so they're trying to cater to the 18 to 24, where I feel like I cater, to, you know, to the 24 to 44, probably crowd. Um, yeah. Which I mean, I have little kid fans though too, so it's hard to say that. But I think Nashville likes to stick to that one, that college age crowd, and that top 40 college thing. And if I was exposed, you know, if I opened for John Party or um, people like that, you know, if, if they shoved me down the people's throats like they did other acts, it would definitely work. It would definitely stick. I've just not been, I've just not had those opportunities yet. I'm not bitching about it. It just is what it is. Um, 
You know what I mean? But uh, for years, Dustin, I was told I was too country or too rock and roll for country. It's <laughs> crazy. You know, and so that's why on this new record, and I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, as you should, if you're the one putting all the money and time and promotion into it, uh, you know, for the majority, good for you and good for you for not, yeah. um, you know, because I mean, how many people do you see that have the good intentions and being authentic like you that get, um, you know, they get down on themselves and they don't they don't break through. You said you've been here 12 years. You know, how many people give it six months, to two years or 10 years and they give into the system and they start dressing and singing shit they don't believe in, you know, and they're. They're singing about the same stuff everybody else is singing about so they can sell more records and be out it there. Just so. goes, it, it just goes with where the money goes. No, I don't really see much of that. I mean, I, I just, you know, they, I see acts that get signed, and then they said, okay, well, why don't we tease her hair because this is working for Hannah Dasher. Why don't we, uh, you know, put her in some bell bottoms? Why don't we, uh, you know, why don't we fashion this look since this is hot right now? Why don't we package this in this way, you know? And so it's all fabricated and prepackaged as opposed to, you know, labels don't know what to do with an artist that already has a brand established. They don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I mean, you look at somebody like Laney who's kind of doing the same thing, and so why does one get picked up and the other does? You know what I mean? It's um. She told the exact same story I told in my opera debut that happened about six months before, but we don't need to get into all that. But you know what? I just think that God doesn't take your mail to somebody else's house. You know, and I just think this is her time. She's Laney's had a lot of money behind her. Her daddy is very wealthy, and um her daddy mom bought her a nice big house and you know she's had several you know nice vehicles and Mm -hmm. you know to tour with you know he's bought her like a big old had a big old dually with a nice covered trailer and offered her to haul her band around in so she never had to worry about um you know renting a vehicle uh and paying fuel for that and renting trailers and you know, uh, never had to worry about that kind of stuff. And, you know, so she was able to kind of get ahead. And I had to start a house cleaning business yeah. while I had my publishing deal. And I still have that publishing deal at Sony. But, you know, I've had to sell all my guitars and, um, in, in order to, to pay my band and, um, and go hungry. You wouldn't know it to look at me, but, <laughs> uh, <you> could. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just think, uh, what one person calls hardship, I think there's always a there's always a uh, a floor to that ceiling. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know. I, they may know your story about the you know moving moving here, and uh, of course you had the inspiration from Luke. But you know working at the at the Bass Pro and and writing songs. Tell tell that story. I know you've probably told it nauseam. Just tell a little bit of that for people who not, may not. Well, be yeah, familiar. yeah. I moved here and uh, there was no kitchen. I had a mattress on the floor. I, and a little window unit because you know i gotta have air conditioner but i sure. ate peanut butter jelly and bologna sandwiches and that's what i lived on and uh worked at bass pro shops and of course i got to stare at the opry every day because they share a parking lot right. and so that was motivation to work retail i sold mercury outboard motors and tracker boats and i was fired for writing songs with a job and it's funny you mentioned that because one of the songs i was working on at the time a song called go to bed early mm-hmm. and the hook is stay up all night brad paisley wound up cutting that song yeah. um, i was fired for writing songs on the job but i later when i had my opu debut in uh, the end of 2019 i was able to um i played that song and i basically you know without sticking my finger in the air it was kind of a sticking my finger <laughs> anywhere else you'd have stuck the finger in the air but you can't stick the finger in there at the opera i never i don't i don't drink while i'm at the opry i don't smoke weed at the opry and i don't i, I, I that place is a church to me it's, it's still a mother church 
the Ryman and the Opry both are. So I try to be very respectful. That's there. awesome. That's, that's, yeah, well, <laughs> but that's... I am tickled though to get some love from the XM out, you know, outlaw side of things. You know, Forty Nine Winchester, those guys have been playing my stuff, and Elizabeth Cook has been playing um, a song of mine too on her playlist. And so I'm just tickled to, that you know, start people are starting to take notice. Very tickled. Yeah, as they should, as they should. And then, uh, so the yeah, the country stuff, the '90s country. Every, I know everything's in this cyclical, but '90s country and it kind of goes back to you and cornbread. I never ever thought people would be wearing stuff from the '90s again. Just living through it, knowing how tacky some of that stuff was. Like it's more of the stuff that like cornbread wears with the vintage T-shirts that everybody loves. And that the gold hats. chain. Well, I told him. I said, "You get brick." I said, "Wear that gold chain out." His gold chains are coming back. I mean, I'm wearing my gold necklace for a while. Um, but, you know, we're starting to get some nods and some national attention. I can't really say much more than that. But all that to say, I just think, um, you know, God's design is his plan is a lot better than our own plan for our life. And, um, you know, he will make a way one way or the other. Well, it seems like you've you've been, you know, you've been out there. Like I said, you've been on these shows and you were on CMT's. Uh, next women of country a couple years ago so it has been a slow build process but as you you kind of touched on earlier you went on some big shows i mean you know opening for hank williams jr reba mcintyre leonard skinner and that's some hitters right there i mean and talk about those shows because i mean i love all those guys but man hank jr i mean he's, uh, well, and I'll be, i mean it, it's you know it just it feels like walking home you know it's just just a very natural um it, one of the easiest things of most fun i've ever had some of the easiest you know things i've ever done and uh you know, which well received with Reba. We had 80% of the house full each night in those arenas to watch us, and her management was really impressed. Her management at the time, she's no longer with them, so I didn't mind not working with them either. But um, all that to say, um, but yeah, they, we outsold all of her opening acts and merch, you know, all the other girls that she had, you know, which I'm a fan of. Like I love Caitlin Smith, and, you know, I'm friends with Haley Witters and girls like that. But, um, Anyway, but her team was really impressed and called us in for a meeting and sent me a really, 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 really nice Christmas gift. And anyway, um, so I don't want to say too much, but I like to say I've just uh, felt a lot of love and a lot of appreciation from her camp and her staff. Hank, his family, his camp, his staff, they, um, you know, all the time trying to get us to come back and I'm all about coming back. But again, you know, the booking agency wants to put old crow medicine show out oh drives me crazy i'm like like i'm better than guys too but um again i just think i just think i'll speak for the fans because i talk to them every night after my show um in my meet and greet and it's always well why aren't you here or why aren't they letting you do this or why 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 and i just think people are tired of getting force-fed stuff you know and so it makes me confident though dustin and the music that i'm making um, because I believe it is what the people want. You know, I spent a couple of years playing my own little shows, booking my own damn tailgate tour, you mm-hmm. know, where I crashed concerts of like I crashed, you know, Brothers Osborne and John Party and Eric Church. I just did parking lot stuff with a fan that donated, that donated a double by a dually. My daddy didn't buy me one anyway, with a flatbed trailer on it. <laughs> and I made my own little concert there tour for a while. Um, while I was still at a major booking agency, and that book agency never came to a live show. They never saw me live. <laughs> so I just don't think the town really knew what they had in me. That's crazy. And, um, but they didn't know that either with Chris Stapleton. You know, Chris Stapleton was so good that 
um, it's so competitive, you know, of course they kept the damper on him because if I was managing Chris Young or uh, whomever, like I definitely wouldn't want, you know, him to be on the same stage singing at the same time, Chris is going to win him over. So it took somebody from outside of Nashville to draw attention to him, and that was Justin Timberlake. But as soon as he did, boom, you know, he had the yeah. he had the bite to match the bark. Yeah, we had just met him not long before that, those CMA awards, you know, and I, and I really – I knew him from steel drivers, you know, and uh, a friend of mine was in the bluegrass industry a little bit, and so she would tell me about him. But, um, you know, when Traveler came out, and even when he was winning all those CMA awards that night, everybody was like, who the hell is this guy? Like, you know, I'm not saying everybody, but there was a large chunk of the world that thought – they had no idea who he was. Then it was just oh, out, out of well, when Nashville found out that he was bringing Justin Timberlake and performing a song with Justin on the show, I mean, they, Nashville was like, "Oh shit, we better," you know. It's like it's just a it's just a very shallow thing. Uh-huh. I love them, and I live here, you know, and I love this city, and I'm grateful to still have my publishing deal at Sony, and you know, they still believe me over there. Um, but there's a lot of irons in the fire, and I just I really really believe that, you know. Um, to get my true champions, I'm going to have to go outside of town to get back into it. And I'm proud to do that. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm, I'm bigger than Nashville. Um, you know, I don't want to just limit myself to the city. Um, and there's, there's lots of great towns outside of Nashville that need this music more than I need it. You know, and I'm, this, I'm not in this business for me. I'm, I'm literally here to, to further God's kingdom and to try to lead people in a better place than I found them. And that's why I wrote songs like ugly houses. And, you know, that's why I'm still trucking along and doing this thing. And, you know, whiskey riff has written similar articles comparing me to the whole Stapleton thing on Nashville sleeping on me. And just, it's just a matter of time. So thank you for being a champion. You know, you're just, sure. you're on the wagon early and, uh, but continue to ride this ride with me and continue to put me out there and to tell people about me. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's going to be a fun ride, man. Well, I think they're about to find out down here in, in Whitleyville, North Springs, like you said, God's country. Um, And this is literally, uh, I mean, it, it's so crazy because this is just on my family farm, you know. Um, This is not promoted. This is not a big, there's not a lot of money other than my local sponsors, which I got to brag I'm on. I'm hearing a lot about it, though. I think there's going to be a lot of folks coming, so there I'm tickled. Is, there's like 13 states coming, and... I, I, I love it. I'm telling you, Hannah. When when I say this, I'm an hour and a half from Nashville, two hours from Knoxville. It, we're now my daddy. I just talked to him yesterday. We live on 750 acres. It's my grandpa's grandpa's farm. Okay, dating back to the late 1800s. It's a generations of us. And my daddy said, "Well, I don't know when the shit I'm gonna have time to bush hog and get this get this hay rake for uh, your festival, but I guess I'll do it this week." <laughs> you know, so, so daddy's out there getting the. It's in a hay field. Easy. I love that. But it's a legit stage. Up legit lineup so i mean we're just doing this thing together and that's why i believe in stuff like you and uh and acts like you that's, that's authentic and what you said i want i want to circle back to something you said earlier about doing the tailgate shows because if did i read that you're a i mean you're you're an eric church fan is that uh, oh uh, the, the biggest honey okay so that kind of reminds me when he got kicked off the, <laughs> the rascal flats to, um tour and he goes and does the me myself <laughs> oh, and i yeah. tour you know, you're you're doing kind of the same thing. Uh, probably, I mean, not that's probably just coincidental, I'm sure. But that's if you're a big Eric Church fan, he was kind of sticking it to the establishment. Okay, you're going to kick me off the tour. I'm going to every damn city you're in, and I'm going to play a smaller venue, and I'm going to kick ass, and we're going to grow this thing organically. And that worked out pretty damn well for him. It did, it did, and that's kind of what I'm doing here. You know, I mean, I wasn't lucky enough to get on a, a tour like that. The Rascal Flash tour is huge. 
you know, he's also got one of the biggest managers in the world behind him, you know, so he's, he had that organized advantage and he's yeah. also got, a, a, you know, a, a big, big label behind him too. And a daddy with deep pockets, but oh, okay. he's got a shit ton of talent. And that's why I found him. Cause I'm like, I mean, he gave me hope in country music again, you know, to want to write music again. And anyway, and, uh, I just did Maddie Jackson's podcast because you know Alan Jackson is my end all be all. Like I'm uh-huh. obsessed with Alan Jackson. Yeah, love him. Anyway, and the first thing she said when she sat down to me and it made me cry, but she's like, "You remind me of my daddy." Oh, that's awesome. And it made me cry. Oh my god, yeah. She's like, "Hannah, I hear she got your songwriting. Your she goes, I'm, I'm a forever fan." She's like, "I cannot get enough. I'm a forever fan." She's like, "I have no idea why you have not blown up." Anyway, and I think we all. Feel you know, I feel I, I've gotten in my own way. Um, but again, I just, I just feel like that I wasn't ready yet. Uh, when the opportunity, when I say opportunity came, I just, I haven't really had management yet, but all that to say, I just think, um, you know, I've been, I've been given this extra time to, to load my machine gun for the gunfight. No, I, well, and my friend Addison Johnson, who's playing the, who's playing this, uh, festival also, he's, he lives outside of Nashville and he's. He's a little younger too. He's but he's in his thirties, and he thinks, you know, we see some of these people who are playing the opera. It's got, feel like everybody's just playing the opera. And, he, and I was like, man, I said, yeah, I really hope you know one yeah, day. What in the world? Yeah, I don't know. They that fifteen-year-old Jake Cone kid out of, um, I've been watching him kind of pick up some of those independent Appalachian uh, artists, and you know, somebody's like, you need to book this kid, book this kid. I'm like, well, he's fifteen. Let's give him time to breathe a little bit, and I'll be damned if he didn't get on the opera a few weeks ago and sign a record label with, uh, with Atlantic. And I thought, well. <laughs> Okay, that's out of nowhere. But anyway, um, with Addison, and he's saying I think it's it takes later. I mean, he's in the late thirties. He says it may be I may be late thirties or early forties before I play it. But he he feels like he keeps grinding because he works his ass off and he tours and and does his things his way. So it's just it's an it's an odd process. And of course I I'm outside looking in and everything you're talking about. But uh, with Alan Jackson, that's I, I just know it makes you how you makes you feel. And you know I think every woman loves Alan Jackson just for it. How cool Alan Jackson was. I, I lived, I rented a house in Cookville from my aunt for years, and she says, I don't care what changes you make to this house, but I have a Miller Lite Alan Jackson poster in that garage. You touch it, I'm going to kick your ass. It's got to stay I up. love it. I <laughs> she, love it. I she, love it. She got to go up on the boat with him when he had that boat on uh, Center Hill uh, Lake several years ago, mid-90s. She caught him at the dock. Just, I think she was getting beer with her husband, and he loaded her up on the boat and took him up to the house that uh, that he ha- had up there and showed him his house. It's Really cool story. Yeah, really? Uh-huh. That's badass. I think was you know, she good looking? She was. Still is. I love it. That's where I get it from. It's the aunt. Oh, look out. <laughs> look out. No, I'm just kidding. Well, um, I just think it's just a matter of time, darling. And you obviously see that and recognize that. And thank you for giving me a platform and sharing your festival audience with me. And, I, you know, my band is talented. And my voice is shot here. I'm going to have to let you go. i got to rest it. I'm yeah, my voice rest today. Yeah, but yeah, let's rest I'm so it. tickled we come to God's country at Whitleyville, and uh, we won't let you down. Well, let's wrap up with um, just just um, for anybody that's not uh, familiar, you, it's time to wake up, time to come see her. The Half Record was released in 2021, five-song EP. Um, 2023 releases already, Ugly Houses, That Thing You Like, Crying All the Way to the Bank. Um, those are some big ones. Those are, and I think they're uh, singing every word, man. Where did uh is that thing you like a true story? Um, <laughs> is, is well, it true? Isn't it true for everybody though? I think so. Yeah. Um. Uh. 
No, when Barbara brought me the hook, and I thought, well, <laughs> shit, yeah, I gotta write it. Yeah. Um, and I just pictured an old Lee and Womack music video in my head, you know, and I'm like, okay, they're sitting down at a bar, you know, basically like, uh, I, I don't know, I mean, but I just, you know, doesn't every woman or person long for just a minute with the next one when it's fresh? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And so I just wanted to capture that. And uh, there's a couple of verses that were written too that never got out there that I kind of think I would should have stuck with because they're a little more real. Anyway, but uh, the version you get is the uh, is the version that you're hearing now. But it's so fun to play live, and yeah. that hook is just so undeniable. And I mean, I golly, saw, I, I saw just... that live. I saw that live at the Nashville Palace when you played with uh, Ben Chapman and my buddy Rod Davis. And um, oh yeah, I can't Nashville. remember mention that oh, yeah. night. Um, I think it was the first time it was it was right it was it was released that week I think maybe you're close by but uh, last question uh, is there any songs which song is near and dear to your heart the most that like it really just um, does it depend on the on the the show depend on the crowd is there something that you like you just don't get tired of singing or means a little bit more to you I mean I mean I I love singing crying away at the bank I knew that it was a hit when we wrote it I just felt like it was you know and um but, uh, you know, it's really rewarding to see them singing back every word. I mean, like mm -hmm. uh, some fans posted a video, I think probably part of your crowd from Whitleyville were posting and they're singing every word of the second verse. And mm -hmm. that's when you know you got something. And so that's what I wanted to do with this uh, record was put out the songs that y'all sing back live to me. Because can you imagine, like, the label told me I couldn't release I'm Gonna Whoop Your Redneck Ass. Yeah. And that's one of my most requested songs. Um, Is it so, on the record? But, but, but when you get Hannah Dasher, I'm not, it's not just tongue-in-cheek stuff, you know, like that. I mean, there's also Ugly Houses and God's a Good Old Boy and songs that you're going to hear on this record that, you know, that that reflect the deeper side of me, that the depth of my songwriting um, as well. You know, and I've had cuts by Lane Eni and Munzik and Paisley and people like that and all, but... um. You know, I'm just tickled with your releasing music that that I wrote for me. Yeah, my wife loves Girls Calls the Shots. Every time she gets in the truck and we ride anywhere, we still have guys by the drinks. Yeah, I don't always play that one live. I don't really play a lot of. I don't really play any ballads live, but they've been hollering for Ugly Houses lately, so I'll, I will break out into that one if they have a fit. I got you. Well, it's um the other damn half, and we're we got a release date. You said coming up and when? October the twentieth. There we go, baby. So the management said when when we started talking last year, they said. By the time your festival rolls around, so there, there you go. So we'll be looking at it the week after the festival, but you'll get to hear that live here at North Springs Music Festival, Whitleyville, Tennessee, October 14th. Hannah Dasher, part of that with Cody Canada, The Departed, formerly Cross Canadian Ooh, Rangers. Dirty roses. Them Dirty Roses, baby. And uh, Cole Chaney and just a slew of others. Look that up at NorthSpringsMusicFestival.com. You can catch Hannah Dasher on Instagram at Hannah Dasher, TikTok, Hannah Dam Dasher, and do that Stand By Your Pan. All the bits there, Cornbread Cowboy and Hannah, the lost love romance of the nineties there, and uh, Lord Jesus. And what else you got? How you just finish it up that's, here, and we'll let you get that, that, some That's rest. all I can think of right now. All that I'm able to really speak of, but um, yeah, y'all pray for Cornbread. Bless him. <laughs> I do love him. I'll touch base with him when I get off the phone with you. But okay. remind him about this festival. And um, but I, yeah, I'm singing the anthem at the uh, soccer game coming up. It's going to be fun. I'm tickled to be coming out to L.A. Oh wow. Um. You know, bringing some country music out there to L.A. and uh, so, uh, but again, uh, 
that's right after we go to the festival. So that's what's coming up. I'm looking forward to this festival. All right. Well, uh, I sure appreciate your time. I know you've, like you said, you've had a busy week and you need to rest up. So, uh, thank you once again. I had, had a, had a big time talking. It's, uh, I don't like to ask a lot of too stagnant questions. I like to just be on here bullshitting a little more and real conversation. So, uh, Thank you well, we much. covered all the bases, man. I mean, uh, it was real talk. You ought to label this thing real talk with Hannah Dan. <laughs> That's what we'll do. All right, Dustin. Thank you, darling. Let me know if you need anything. All right, girl. I'll see you soon. Bye, darling. Thank you. All right. That was Hannah Dasher, man. That was, uh, that was a fun interview. And uh, Hayda wasn't recording right off the bat. She gave, uh, she gave love to uh, all the Jackson County girls, Hope and Kelly and Ashley, for uh, going down to Knoxville at the open court the other night and hanging out. And I uh, just cannot believe uh, just how big of a, like I said, how big of an opportunity Nashville is missing by not uh, by not um, capitalizing on her character, her, her persona, I should say, because uh, I don't really think it's a character as we were talking about. That's, uh, I really do think she's about as authentic. I hope she didn't take that the wrong way when I said, um, when I didn't say authentic there. But because uh, I think, uh, man, she's the real deal. And we're glad to have her at North Springs Music Festival here in two weeks uh, in Whitleyville, Tennessee. And I'm going to leave you guys with a little snippet there of one of her newest singles, That Thing You Like. All right. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the North Springs Sessions Podcast with DK. I'm Dustin Kennedy. If you're uh, listening to this for Hannah and you want to catch up on some of the artists on the, on the uh, bill for North Springs Music Fest in the archives, you can find Cole Chaney and Addison Johnson, all different um, kind of styles of music of Hannah. But, man, uh, like I said, once again, proud to have Hannah coming, and I think it's going to be a show you do not want to miss.